Hey guys, welcome to the Walking Together podcast. Uh, this is our first episode back, first episode of the new year. Um, I'm here with Kyle. Woo! And Jordan. You. Hey. Hey. Um, so I had a thought, you know, it's the new year. It is January the 3rd today uh, when we're recording this. Uh, so it's three days into the new year. Um, anybody made any resolutions? Nah, I quit. Nah. I quit doing this. Have yeah. you thought? Okay, well, Jordan, why'd you quit? Um, because <clears throat> I because th- I think that there's one resolution that would fix ever having to make a resolution every year. So as if it, there's like a daily mindset that just eliminates the need to make a New Year's resolution. What is that? <clears throat> um. Focusing on God and um, allowing yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Which is... Uh, <laughs> comes out of Romans. Just happens to be what, 12. what you preached on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't guessed it by now, this, part of this is just coming off of, of what Jordan and I preached on on Sunday. And, uh, but you saying that, like it's kind of one thing reminded me of the... Scripture you reference, uh, where Jesus uh, asks, "What what are two greatest commandments?" Like, mm-hmm. and so if you'll speak on that, it, it ties right into why you only really need one resolution instead of. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus was was questioned uh, by the Pharisees which uh, commandment is the most important, and he said, "Well, there's there's two: love God and love your neighbor as yourself." And he said, all the law of the prophets and everything hangs on these two commandments. So if you obey those two commandments, then you will automatically obey everything that God desires and wants from us. Right. Uh, so so it may it instead of being overwhelmed by you know a multitude of of you know quote unquote laws and and requirements, uh, you just have to focus on two things and. It, you, you you don't have to worry about all the you know nitpicky details. So it sounds like you're saying if you'll just make God your resolution, like getting centered up with God, then the outflow of that will will be what you need to mm-hmm. change or redirect. Yeah, ex- you don't abso- have to absolutely. work so hard at figuring out <clears throat> absolutely what, what to do and what not to do. Yeah, you know, so like. I think probably the last New Year's resolution I ever made, like I consciously made, was I wanted to, uh, you know, clean up my my speech, like the you know the the words that I chose to use. Like I use I use more wordy dirds. When I was younger, dude, I used a ton of profanity, <clears throat> and I got convicted of it, and you know, so that was like a resolution that I made for myself and. But then I quickly realized, like, like, what I had to start thinking about is, like, why am I doing that? Like, what's the whole purpose? Like, am I just doing it for me? Am I doing it for others? And I realized that I'm doing it for God, and really, like, that's the only reason that's going to keep— that. that's the only thing that's going to keep me and should keep anybody from from being consistent with anything. Like, if if you make a commitment, an oath to God— you know, that's, that, that's there forever. Like God Mm -hmm. never changes. God, you know, you can, you can make a commitment to a person, you know, but then as soon as, 
you don't care so much about that person anymore. Like what's the point of keeping that commitment or whatever, right. you know? And so, uh, just, just committing to God, you know, ha- to me has a lot more weight than anything else. It's a lot more serious. And yeah, so, so for me committing to, to God's heart and, and it being, you know, the biblical description of, picking up your cross daily and following him and allowing uh you know God's thoughts to be your thoughts that would automatically transform you into whatever new year's resolution that you would make for yourself. Right. And you don't have to worry about you know what kind of person I want to be because the world expects me to act this way or look this way or do this certain thing. Um we should just be worried about what God wants from us. So was there, uh, I guess, do you remember at what point you came to, like, realizing that principle or that making resolutions don't seem to work? Um, I, I don't know. Not really. I, I just, I, I guess I'm pretty, I'm pretty simple-minded, and, and so... I just try not to, I try not to make things too complicated than they need to be. And, and through reading scripture, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like just through studying and reading, reading the Bible and, you know, what the gospel actually is and what it means and, and how Jesus explained what God expects from us, you know, when he was asked, what are the, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Like Jesus made it very simple and, you know, if Jesus made it simple, then why should I make it complicated? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess I can't put a finger on like when that happened, but it was just over just reading the Bible. And it's like, wow, this is actually really, really simple and it's not complicated at all. Yeah. So would either of you, Kyle or Jordan say, um, and, and so asking this question to, to preface the question, um, New Year's Eve, we were we were home, my wife and kids, and uh, Christy, Christy got a big poster board and wrote 2023 on one side, 2024 on the other side, and uh, we started writing down things we did in 2023, um, or things we wanted to remember, or things that were good, or things we accomplished, whatever. Then, you know, she flipped over 2024. And, you know, you wrote down kind of something you wanted to do this year that you didn't do last year. And I don't know what gave her the idea to do it, but uh, it just made me think, well, is there, so is there a difference in resolutions and for 2024 based on your reflection of 2023 and uh, having, you got any goals for 2024? Like, is there a difference between a resolution and a goal? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I think so. Um, And to me, it all goes back to your heart posture. Right. But I was just curious, do either one of y'all have any, or have you thought about, you know, something you want to do this year that maybe you didn't do last year? I have to think on that one. 
because I, I mean, I've not really thought of it like that before, but yeah, that, uh, I didn't either until you know, Chrissy kind of did the poster board thing, and and I thought it was cool. And um, if you're listening, uh, for the listeners out there, uh, drop your, you know, if you got comments on this, if uh, got goals or, um, yeah, it sounds about, like sounds like resolution and a goal can be synonymous. Is that right? Is that a, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so the definition of resolution could be a firm decision to do something, a course of action determined or decided on. So firm determination. That sounds like a goal. Yeah. It, I mean, I know the beginning of the year is a really good time to do that stuff, but you know, I, I wish we wouldn't hold everything right at the new year well just like we say at christmas like don't let this one day or one week be a time just to celebrate jesus right right i, I mean because i think making goals and and i think people equate resolutions so much so with the beginning of a new year that they don't you know come february it doesn't matter anymore um but you know if you were to set goals throughout the year uh, cause, cause really I see that, especially whenever it's, uh, whenever it deals with your spiritual maturity, right? If it's about reading the Bible all the way through in a year, whether it be, or just reading something, reading the Bible, a, a verse, a chapter, a, a paragraph, whatever, uh, some consistency in that. Maybe that's your resolution. You know, I don't think that's something that, uh, you should beat yourself up about if you miss a day or if you end up, you know, it takes you 13 months to get through the 12 month reading plan <laughs> kind of deal. Right. But the good thing about, you know, first thing you got to get your heart right. Right. And you got to offer it up to God and even ask him, like, is there anything in here that needs to be cleaned out or, and him revealing that to you will kind of direct you on how to, it's not a bad thing to make have a plan because if you don't if you don't know where you're going or why you're going then then it's probably going for me it it takes me a lot longer to get there to realize I even need to go right so making a goal isn't a bad thing or or having a plan or saying you know I want to read through the Bible in a year or I want to put down a habit or pick up a a habit right um, I mean because I think that's all on the process of uh, sanctification. You know, you're not sanctified after one decision, right? It's the carrying it out every day for here to eternity. Well, the other benefit yeah. is when you express those things and you're bold enough to, a lot of people don't, like, I don't like to think about it often or even say it is because I know that when I say my goal is to run a marathon, and I keep telling people that, and eventually somebody's going to ask me, hey, you've been running? Right. You, you know, or your goal is to go on a mission trip, or your goal is to whatever. The great thing about making yourself vulnerable and putting yourself out there is it allows people to, to check on you and hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, historically we don't, don't like that, but uh, you need it. And so even if I don't really want to do it, I'll still – take a few minutes to ask myself and think about, well, what's something I wanted to do? I want to do this year that maybe I didn't do last year. That's what I was going to do. Or right. what's something that is going to be beneficial for me and my family or, or for this ministry or, 
you know, um, for the areas I get to lead in, it's going to be beneficial to let other people know these are, this is where we're going and I need you to help me get there. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, Nick, you, you talked about on Sunday as well, and uh, you spoke on Psalm 51, right? Yep. Psalm 51, where uh, it's just after David got confronted by Nathan, the prophet, after, um, you know, David got jiggy with, uh, with uh, Bathsheba. Bathsheba. I almost said Jezebel. I need <laughs> that Jezebel, Bathsheba. <laughs> But, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like at one point David didn't even re- realize that he did anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like he, he had been going down a path of doing a bunch of really like kind of gnarly things. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he manipulated a situation to kill his best friend. You know what I mean? That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty gnarly. Rough. Dude. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you don't just like what you said on Sunday, you don't just wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to kill my best friend. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it was a process of a lot of things that happened. And, but so eventually, you know, this, this guy, Nathan came up and, and spoke to him and David had to humble himself to be able to hear what Nathan was saying and recognize that, oh shoot, like I've been, I've been wrong for mm-hmm. a long time and I've got to do something about it. And, um. You know, I think that's part of the Walking Together podcast of being able to have, you know, people to be able to say something to you and you be able to be humble about it instead of being arrogant. And, you know, mm-hmm. Nathan could have come up and said, hey, you know, you've done all these things and be like, you know what? I'm the king. I do what I want. And and it would just been it. You know what I mean? Like, because he's the king. Right, right. He like, banish you to the dungeon, you yeah. evil servant. And... I don't know if that's what they talked like. I think they were Middle Eastern, so they probably sounded a little different than. I don't think English. they had British accents. Yeah, they probably <laughs> probably not. But uh, King James did. And yeah, he wrote true. the Bible, so yeah. <laughs> that's not true, by the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I th- I think I think I'm making a point, maybe. But yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> um, having that ability to humble yourself to. Um, to see, to, to, you know, the Bible said that David was a man after God's own heart. Um, and so us being able to do that, like God humbled or David humbled himself to see the error of his ways so that he could seek God's heart, um, over his own, my phone keeps ringing. And, uh, and so that's the way to be able to simplify it to have that daily that daily deal where you're surrendered and and your your goals for the next year like I think it's possible that we might be making goals that may not be God's goals. Right. Right? Like yeah. you know you can look at it in ministry like you know for missions wise like there's a gajillion missions opportunities mm-hmm. out there. And so how do I how do I pick what God wants the gathering to be a part of missions wise. Right. And I think it's unfair to be arrogant to think that I'm going to figure that out myself, <laughs> you know, right, right. like I've got to be able to ask God that, 
Right. And I've got to be able to have that relationship with God to where I can ask him and then uh, be able to recognize, you know, what that answer is. And a lot of times in my experience, God uses other people to affirm those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so being able to have people around you that you trust, that are honest, uh, that care more about you than what you think about them, to speak into those things are going to be those confirmations and affirmations that that those are the you know avenues you need to go down. Well, people that desire you to follow God over your own uh, selfish ambitions, mm-hmm. you know, because you can. It's funny how people, and I guess I'm guilty of it too, you have an idea of something you want to do and you ask somebody their advice and they're like, that's not a good idea. But you just keep asking somebody until you find somebody that agrees with you. <laughs> right. And then you're like, yeah. all right, man. I it knew be, it was it a great idea. Like, I knew it was a great idea. I knew I knew somebody would agree. It would be like me saying, you know, <laughs> well, Jordan, for missions, I want to have a charity golf tournament and uh, go on these golf missions to evangelize the people. Hey man, John Daly needs Jesus too. <laughs> and not saying that's a a bad thing, be, but I know in my heart, my motive for doing it would be because I love to play golf, not yeah. because I necess- and I'm going to add God onto it to make it sound better. Right. Yeah. You make me feel bad about going on surf mission trips now. <laughs> no, that you know, like the other side of that that would be like you know hey keep it down over there if if we go on a mission trip if there's a you know if we go on a mission trip in to jupiter florida because of a disaster relief or something and if there happens to be a golf course there and we got time i'm playing golf you know what i mean <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with with having fun or but it's all like if you don't have people around you that know you then People ain't gonna be able to point out like Nick. What's your reason for wanting to do that? Yeah. Right, because it sounds a little funny. You think Jesus and the disciples played like pickup games of I don't know I don't know what they basketball, played. cricket maybe. <laughs> I think that's a that's a British sport. <laughs> well, they were, dude. Hadn't you read the Bible, man? They were clearly English. <laughs> He's joking on that one. Too, Uh, But I don't know. That was the only sport that I could think of that would be pretty primitive. You know, cricket seems like a fairly primitive. We forgot to introduce our our fourth podcaster. This is my daughter, Nora. (laughs) She tends to be vocal. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I imagine that they tried to enjoy themselves as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, what? But anyway, that's besides the point. So the the question that I've had in my mind the, the whole time uh, y'all have been talking is just, it sounds cheesy. It really does. Uh, but I really think if you were to go through life truly asking yourself, you know, to sum it up, all of it in four letters, the WWJD, <laughs> I mean, really, I think you'd, we'd actually all be a little bit better off. Yeah, it's a good life motto, really. It is. If, if you ask that question to yourself every single time you made a decision it'd simplify things right and you wouldn't have to make resolutions about things because it'd be like what would jesus do and he would do this and be like oh okay right right i'm gonna do that right so and the reason i bring that up too is because uh we actually had a question on one of the gathering in the word uh video episodes this past week uh because bobby mentioned uh in revelation 4 11 
Uh, but in his commentary on it, he um, he said, you know, even worshiping God with our eating. But that was one of the questions was like, how do you worship God with your eating? How would Jesus either choose to eat? Would he do it by himself? Would he be in a group? What would he eat? Would he eat something that is bad for him? Good for him? You know, it. Keep I mean, whatever decisions you, you make, right? But like, what would Jesus actually do? And how do you worship God with your eating? Yeah. Well, you know, you asking say, yourself. You say that in that, that just like, to know what Jesus would do, you'd have. You, you, you got to know Jesus. Right. And, the, and the, <laughs> the, the best way to know Jesus is uh, he'd give you a big old book to look at. To, right. To know him. Um, yeah. So. Spend time in prayer. Yep. Yeah. Um, so in thinking about resolutions, and I know it's always a first of the year topic, and we're not going to probably be, this probably ain't going to be the first podcast you hear about resolutions in the new year. Uh, but the main point for me was just, just like the Psalm says, you know, I heard the Psalm on the radio and it kind of led from there. And I just happened to turn on the radio, but like, you know, what, and what does God really want? Uh, in thinking, uh, like, let's say you can get on board with like, yeah, probably making a, without talking to God first and making a list of stuff I know I need to do or don't need to do. Like David, if you notice in the story of David and Bathsheba, like even when he committed the sin, it didn't say he went to God right after he's, trying to fix it himself and figure trying to out, cover it up like how do i right this wrong that i've done and then he tries and it doesn't work and it's like well i've already i've already told this lie and done this thing i might as well do another one he didn't even want to write it like it wasn't like he was trying to replace good for bad he was like i gotta cover this thing up like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta sweep this under the rug real quick well it went from you know well i'll just lie and call uriah home and then it was like, well, I've already lied now, so might as well get him drunk and try to make him lie. Uh, yeah. Well, that don't work. Well, only thing I got left to do now is just kill the feller because <laughs> he won't do what I want him to do. So yeah, but it it just showed me like a lot of times when we get in sin or when we get in trouble or when we're going through some sort of struggle, trial, suffering, we immediately think, what can I do to fix this instead of, let me go to God. Yeah, see what God wants me to do. Right. And so David finally, thankfully, after, you know, I hope everybody's got a friend like Nathan that will, that is in relationship with God and that knows enough about you to come and tell you, hey, this is what you need to do and help you realize your sin. And so then David finally comes to the conclusion and writes this this really cool psalm where he's pouring his heart out and, and he realizes, you know, in verses 16 and 17, God, you don't want a sacrifice or I'd offer one. You don't want burnt offerings. What you, re- what you really want to sum it up is, is a broken, repentant heart. And that is the best place to start in the new year, not with a, a list of things that are you think is going to make you better. 
Um, so not saying, don't hear me say, you know, a gym, a gym membership's a bad thing or quitting smoking's a bad thing or <laughs> going on a diet's a bad thing. All that, you know, it's just what is the motivation of your heart and have you even asked? Right. Yeah, I think the 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 end point of what I feel like God was wanting me to convey was that if you make God your priority, then those things will automatically become your your priority. Like God will convict you of, you know, all these things that he wants you to change or better about yourself because that's the person that he's trying to transform you into. Um, you know, whether that be eating healthier or going to the gym or you know, quitting cigarettes or you know, whatever. Right. Amen. They don't always have to be bad things. You know, they can be like it doesn't always have to be quitting a bad thing. It can be doing a good thing or right. You know, whatever. Um, I was talking with Kyle right before we started this, um, and I started listening to a podcast that that speaks on on a similar thing. But the, the title of the podcast is Seventeen Ways to Stop Being a Crappy Man," and uh, the podcast is what was number one, "Undaunted Life." Uh, and it's a man's podcast, but uh, it's it's really beneficial to listen to if you're a man. Um, number one, what was number one? How to quit being a crappy man? Yeah, I remember one that uh, that I thought was interesting is uh, quit pretending you know it, know know things. Like take the opportunity to be dumb. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, like you that's, know, like that's if, like my, that's I I do that really well. Like take the opportunity to 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 say I learn something. You don't it, know something. It blesses somebody else that does have those skills to pass them on, and it also humbles you and helps you uh, not only learn a skill, but realize like I'm not. It it pushes your pride down. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all of them. I, um, but if you go check it out, uh, 17 ways to stop being a crappy man in 2024, uh, the the name of the podcast is undaunted life. Um, but, uh, some really beneficial things in there and he, he speaks on kind of part of the same thing we've spoken on here today. Um, so is it a Christian podcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So one of them wasn't like buy a total gym and no, no, no. Well, I know one of them was do do know how to fight, do hard things. Know how to fight was one of them. Yeah, like fist fight. Yeah, huh? As a man, instead of scratching at your eyeballs like a woman. (laughs) No. (laughs) I. But his thing was that's like a that's not fair. I've watched women's MMA and they could. Oh yeah, be prepared was was kind of the avenue he was going down. Not like be prepared on how to defend yourself and de-escalate the situation and and um, not just try to be Chuck Norris. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway. I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I think I think we've <laughs> wrapped this one up. Let's tie a bow on it and send her off. All righty. Yep. All right. So, if you got questions. So, so if you can make one resolution 
what would that resolution be? That'd be David JD. Yeah. Um, one resolution. I think. Like one resolution that would cover all resolutions. Yeah. Well, you say you you said that at the beginning, just you know, making God your desire instead of trying to figure out what all your desires are. Um, for me, I would just say like having having a Nathan in my life, having that person in my life that because one of the first things I like once David recognized his sin, he didn't. I noticed he didn't recognize it on his own. He had to have somebody tell him. Right, and I normally I, everybody's in the same boat. Like I'm, I'm, I can sit here and say, yeah, I know I need to have a broken, repentant heart toward God, but a lot of times it's hard to submit your pride and your sinful, selfish nature to like what a, details? What details of that are you not submitting to? Right. So having somebody to help you recognize, I think, is a a, a place for me to start anyway. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. It's good. All righty. Nora says it's time. It is. I need to end this and go change a diaper. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, walking uh, together podcast, yeah. changing diapers. <laughs> We're walking together, guys. But Welcome I'm not going to change it. So this you got you to do this that one life. on your own, bud. Welcome back. <laughs> Uh, we're glad to be back. And like I said, if you got any questions, comments, want to tell us your resolutions, want to tell us the difference uh, between the two, uh, drop it in the comments. GatheringSurfCity.com slash WTP. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, uh, the, the main podcast sources. But you can uh, come over to the gathering and hang out. Yeah, that too. We're in Surf City. Look us up. Uh, big blue metal roof. Yeah. Somebody's here most of the time. Uh, y'all have a good week, and we'll see you later. You.